Hello, this is episode 322 of the Corporal Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So this is a podcast on the word hate. And it's ironic because I had notes for this. And then something sort of unfolded in Ireland, which I was initially in a bubble for actually, and I didn't realise it was happening. It doesn't really surprise me because I, I thought the storm brewing on several fronts. It's been a weird week. It was that aspect yet again of sitting in my own sanctuary, really appreciating where I live. Ireland was actually ranked the third most peaceful country in the world to live in this week. I think in time people are going to see the assets that Ireland has to offer. There's a lot that we take for granted here. But within that... I live very differently to how other people do and I don't see any great change happening or any mass resignation or any sense of having learned anything dramatic during the pandemic. I'm watching everybody return to the hamster wheel, head to a imploding airport at the moment to all have a max exodus out of the country and have their two weeks summer holidays, I'm not watching anything change. Like, my life before the pandemic was set up for it, and it hasn't dramatically changed before or after. There were a couple of things I missed in the mix, and there's a couple of things, ironically, I didn't miss. I didn't miss Dublin City Centre for the month of June. And... I was going to put out some words on my Patreon about this because I was in town with my mother earlier in the week and it was the usual hostile stares, totally undressing me with their eyes, complete lack of respect. This whole season that takes place for pride, my hatred of it. I've talked about the word hate in my writing before, and it's really interesting. And I'd like to unravel that and unpick it. But I didn't put out those words because proper hate was facilitated for four days on the national radio station here, accumulating in pride ending their media partnership with the national radio station in Ireland, which is a bit shocking. So it's not the time to talk about what you like or dislike during Pride. It's not the time to talk about how you feel you have a deep need for different behaviours from women towards women. It's not the time to unpack all of that. But for me, hate is not projecting that outwards towards somebody. It's not going to, to buy a gun. It's not inflicting pain on other people. It's having such a strong sense of truth inside that I do not wish to tolerate what creates hate. And so if you start to listen to the patterns of the things I hate, you will see that they are the things, they are the conditions that everybody blindly follows. And the insecurities and the judgments that others have that facilitate hate. And it's about 25 years ago now that I was walking down the road 
during my student union activism days. And someone turned around and said to me, O'Reilly, you don't even know what offence is. And I think it was meant as an insult. I took it as a compliment. Don't expect me to sit on the fence anytime soon. And a lot of the time, when we read responses back from moments such as these, they are about sitting on the fence. The people who think that they're being really PC and well-minded and careful and safe, they're just sitting on the fence. They aren't calling out the bad behavior. The point I made at the end of the, the four days when I read all of this was this isn't a debate. You don't debate people's lives. That's something you do with the stock market or economics or politics. You don't debate people's lives and people's right to live in equality. There is no debate. And as I wrote on my Patreon on Friday, it doesn't cost you anything. You should be moving from a place where it doesn't cost you anything. Literally, no one is asking anybody else to cut off their balls here. There is no debate on transgender. There is no debate on being gay. And yet again, I'm hearing this whole topic of freedom of speech. And freedom of speech is not about facilitating debates on people's lives, and it is not about speaking without responsibility. And I will include an article in the national newspaper here for people, for them to read the media's response on this, and read this sense of, oh, it's okay because we presented everyone's voice. That, that's not okay. And you, you facilitated and you spiraled out of control during a really pivotal time four days of hate on the radio. And now another whole generation of people have to grow up in that. But don't expect me to not tell you what I hate. I will always hate judgments and measuring and people moving from insecurity. I will always hate the impacts of hate, the marginalization of people. I will always hate when you don't have compassion and you don't find the reasons and you don't help people and you don't care. I will always hate the divisions and the teams and the sides. And it's ironic, you have a problem with me hating the things I hate because they cause the harm and hate that you fear. But compassion and empathy and understanding are not sitting on a fence. They are active roles. They cause you to actively have an opinion and a sense inside in yourself of truth, of what's right and wrong. They cause you to have a responsibility and they cause you to move from that place and to take actions. I have a very clear sense for myself of what resonates and what doesn't. And I'm going to do a follow-on podcast. I'm going to talk a little bit about the difference between listening and questioning and activism because I don't want to mash it all into one place here but I'm not going to sit on a fence anytime soon and you might not like it when I write the word hate but is a strong reaction to something and the pain that I know that it creates that is not an outward projection of actually inflicting hate on people it's actually calling it out I hate the things that we blindly follow, the conditions, 
the little ones you take for granted, the expectations of how you're supposed to move. Like, I really don't like weddings. I don't go to them. They're a condition of society in this is how you're supposed to validate love. We never question that. But all my close friends know, don't expect me to attend a wedding. I might attend the spiritual ceremony of the bonding of souls, but I'm not going to attend what we, what we, the conditions that we do and what we just follow blindly and what we go along with. And that's going to offend people because I'm not going to just sit on the fence at times. When it's needed, I will call it out. And that is not a debate.